0: Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to another episode of Enlightened Conversations Season 2. So if you don't know much about Enlightened Conversations, the whole goal of why we've created Enlightened Conversations or why Spirit has asked us to create Enlightened Conversations is to expand our energy and abilities to lift our vibration and to hold that in unity across the world across the planet so we're really even though this is a show it's actually a really expansive opportunity for you to engage with energy of high vibrational frequencies and um i like to say to my guests like we don't plan like what we're going to talk about sometimes i have something that i really feel called to ask them or um discuss and and that i do with jeremy my my special guest today jeremy walker but i because of something i'm passionate about but usually it's not it's not like that and we just go with the flow anyway and see what we create a space to see what messages want to come through and drop in through us so i'm going to um, officially introduced Jeremy Walker to you so you know who I'm talking about. So Jeremy Walker is the owner of Inspire Hypnotherapy. I like the word Inspire Hypnotherapy. That's really lovely. Um, and this is based in Chermside in Queensland, Australia. His background is in hypnotherapy, NLP coaching, psychosomatic therapy and the De Martini method. Uh, Jeremy's mission is to impact 20,000 lives in the next four years, helping people achieve self-mastery of their thoughts, emotions, habits, and addictions. Jeremy also loves the outdoors and going on adventures. I love adventures. He's visiting several countries in Africa this year. So that's exciting too. Welcome, Jeremy.
1: Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here and have a very enlightened conversation.
0: Fantastic. I, um, I guess when I was introducing you, two things like jumped out first was that um, when we first connected um, I, I really had this strong like I was really drawn to your approach when it came to, when it came to understanding and integrating and, and recovering from addiction so I was like oh I, I really want to really want to talk hobnob about that with you that would be awesome and then as I was introducing you the thing around your wanting to impact a certain number of people in a certain number of years that really jumped out at me because just lately I've been given some um, it's a little bit secret squirrel at the moment and I'm I'm not going to really announce it until probably April um, but sort of like a timeline of what spirit wants how, how how spirit wants enlightened conversations to impact people so I kind of feel we're hand in glove here because you know missions to enlighten the planet and to help people to lift their thought frequency is is obviously something that we share big time.
1: Yeah, and I think around the, the 20,000 number for me, it's about, and what just came up for me as you were talking was it's around wanting to make my mark and make my impact. Now, I want to be able to say there's a big chunk of people that I've, gone, I've, I've made a difference to and um, that have really, yeah, impacted in a way that wasn't just, oh, a little thing happened, but, oh, my life took a new direction or that problem I had for 20 years is gone or or greatly reduced.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, When we... And it's great that you're actually um, keeping track of that because I think a lot of the time we don't realise who we impact, how we impact them, and then that one person then goes on to impact someone else that day and then for years to come. And so that 20,000 people, you know, that you've impacted and that you want to have as your legacy of I've helped this many people and and that just that the ripples of that just continue to go on and on and on forever and so I think it's great that you're validating what you're doing and you're making it count I really I really it really appeals to me today especially after this morning um, the information that I got through around how many people I'm being told to impact through online conversation so I'm really with you
1: (laughs) I think for me a part of my work too is you know, it is making that impact around helping people to overcome addictions and these sort of things. Um, but I think secretly, and I've never told anyone this before, it is about really helping people to get to the truth of what's really going on, um, and to get back to a place of authenticity as well. Um, I think you know it All you know, right, let's let's go and quit cigarettes, or let's go and reduce alcohol and get healthier. But it's, there's always this bit of a thing where it's it's really about something else. Not just about the result, but it is about something more there as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I wrote a book called The Lightfield Relationship, and uh, it's part of Level Two of the Lightworker Practitioner Training. And there's a whole chapter in it, <laughs> and it's it's called Lightfield Relating with um, uh, Replacement Higher Powers, which, and then I've got in brackets, AKA Addictions, you know, because we tend to um, when, when, when we're feeling lost and we're not connecting to the, the higher power within us and our higher self, that's when we feel that sort of urgency to really go. Oh, I want to. Oh, that doesn't feel so great. Let's go. Let's go do our, you know, medicating um, because we don't we don't feel comfortable and we don't feel connected. So I'm 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 really I really resonate with that authenticity thing because when we when we rewind that. All the way back to um you know connecting or relating like relating to what's real which is who we really are and, and who we are is at the nuts and bolts of it we're really really pure source and so <laughs> getting back to that is awesome you know and if, if you if you've got that goal in mind when people coming in to see you and you and you're already kind of feeling like oh, wow this is going to be an adventure to really explore what this is really about, like, you know, the cover-up of who they are or, you know, the, the running away from who they are. I think that's exciting.
1: Yeah, there's an intention I used to say a few years ago, just as everyone was coming in to get myself really centred, which is, all right, the intention is light, love and healing. So light as in the illumination and the truth, the love as in coming from that heart space, Was it love, light and healing. So healing and the transformation that was what I used to say to myself kind of every time. Now it's more of a natural intention for me, but that was always the intention behind the work.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I like that, that um, the w- word healing um, when it's framed in a way of um, returning to wholeness. Like we're, we're, we're becoming more aware that we were already whole before. We're returning to a state of understanding that we're already whole. And so healing itself is actually returning its way to wholeness or to the perception of wholeness, the the truth of who we are as well. Um, And and I find that when we have that natural, when we're naturally kind of looking for um, the authenticity um, and the truth in someone, when we have a session with them, I find that that's what we see and that's what we tend to bring out in people and that's, that's where we, I believe we, we don't lose sight of, even, even if they, if, even if they um, have lost sight of their higher self or they're really feeling a bit lost, we, we're not losing sight of it. We can still hold that. We can still see it when we're working with them. I think that's really important.
1: Totally, totally. And I guess that's where it does come into play, that the more we know that's what what it's really about and we do that work on ourselves, the more we can hold that space for others. Because if we went in and we're like, well, is it really about that? (laughs) Then they're not going to be able to get that result if they're really polarised. And you opened a really cool door there a minute ago talking about returning to wholeness because the mind is essentially a fragmented, um, I'm not going to say a piece of machinery, like it's a fragmented device. It's a, uh, it's a fragmented thing where it stores subconsciously the opposite of you know, certain memories. Um, in only March last year, they discovered where in the mind we actually store suppressed memories, which are actually called, which can also be called anti memories. So it's a bit like if someone did have an addiction or a habit or just anything going on in life and they said, right, that thing is all negative will subconsciously store where it is also positive so something <laughs> i look at whenever someone has a problem is okay where is that not a problem what is the actual positive intention or you know the higher intention behind that thing and that actually found where that is in the brain now which is really cool
0: how awesome is that because i always say in every problem there is a solution ready to be unwrapped we just have we, you know, we don't, we might not have seen it. It's like in a present, you know, it's like we have to unwrap the present of the problem to see the solution, but every problem comes with the inbuilt solution already in it, so it's already whole. Um, that's amazing that our brain mirrors that. I love that. That is so cool. And when, oh, wow, I want to know more about this. So when did they discover this?
1: Well, I couldn't give you the exact details, but if you look up March 2016, um, yeah, March twenty sixteen anti memory. Um, there's a study there specifically. Um, I think even just intuitively, once you go over and over it a number of times, you start to see that it is true. Like when we were in a relationship that was that ended really badly, and then a few years later we're like, God, I missed that person, and I missed all that stuff, all that subconscious stuff where we remember that person was actually not so bad. Yeah. Or at the start, when we think someone is just amazing. Like, oh, just totally in love and it's all perfect, honeymoon period. And then we go, oh, there's a few little things I don't quite like sometimes there as well. So There's always that balance there. But sometimes we just go a little bit blind to, to the other side.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm really curious. I, I, I have my own kind of idea on why this might be. But I'm curious if you, you have any information about it, actually. You know when you have an argument with someone and you're really crossing... Um, you know, you, you know, both going at it or whatever you're doing and then the next day you, you, you make up and then you can't even remember what the argument was about. You know, that kind of sort of, the, the memory, it's just not there. People can remember why, how they felt and they can remember, like, why they were so adamant about something, they were convicted or something about something getting, but they can't really remember what started or that kind of thing. Like, how did that start? Do you have any like um, reality on that? Do you have a reality on what causes that memory loss?
1: Okay, so we're looking at not remembering the content behind a five or why it's starting. I'd say it probably just lost importance. Um, we're designed to remember things that are going to serve us in life and designed to forget things um, that either don't serve us or are potentially painful and that sort of thing. Um, So I suggest it's probably just something that's no longer as important as making up. And maybe the subconscious mind decided, well, if I forget what that was about, maybe I can have a more loving relationship. So there could be a couple of possibilities. I couldn't say um, exactly for sure, though.
0: It's interesting, though, isn't it? And it's a bit of a phenomenon. I bet bet every single person watching this has experienced that phenomena that we just Mm, don't remember.
1: Mm. So the thing I do now, if someone angers me or upsets me or I'm in conflict with, um, I start to ask, how is that person actually serving my life? Are they somehow serving me in my health or my business, with my friendships or spiritually or in some way, just to ask me, how is that person serving me or how is this situation serving me? A cool example of that was uh, I got robbed around maybe two years ago, maybe 18 months ago. So I thought, right, yeah. Well, I'll start to examine how this actually serves me. So I added up what was stolen. It was only about $200 worth of stuff, Um, but that day I made $900 of my business. So I'm like, well, have I really lost that much today? Not really. And then what I found when I was looking for a ring that was stolen was actually worth more to me than what was stolen. The ring I never used and just sat there. But what I found, I used every day for six months. Just happened to be behind the, the dresser. Wow. So you kind of look, how is this actually serving me and kind of take the judgment out of it? And, yeah, what is actually going on there?
0: love that. I can so relate to you. I um, When I was over in Spain, um, it was in 2012, on a holiday with my family, um, we were robbed. Our car, um, we stopped over to... Um, have a look at um, Salvador Dali's um, home in Spain. He's an artist who did amazing artwork and is, is, is someone that my husband really looks up to when it comes to his work, his body of work, which is really amazing. Anyway, so we had all our, our gear in the, in the back seat and we were driving from, um, we picked up the hire car in Spain and um, we were driving out into the country where... You know, Salvador Dalí's home was, and we parked our car, and we're all excited. But all our, our gear was in the back, and they smashed, they smashed the back window, and they took everything, pretty much everything, um, except for our big, huge luggage bags. They like took all. We had to, we couldn't take our. People must, must know this. You can't actually take your bags into, you know, um, the place unless, unless you get a locker. We didn't get a locker, so it's kind of must be a thing, you know, when you go there. But the thing that I um. The thing i got out of it was that um i felt really um that it was an experience for my whole family that was teaching us how we deal with feeling safe and for me i felt really safe i we all our all our passports were taken all our money was taken all our credit cards were taken we had nothing yet i felt Really safe and really taken care of, and that was my reality. And I was able to model that at that for that for my family um, in my words. How we talked to the police, how we managed to get back um, on the road with a new car um, from the you know from the rental company. Everything, the whole bit. How we ended up in Paris a couple of days later with new passports, and um, just it was just the most revelational. Um, Uh, for me time (laughs) to go that's how you deal with life girls you know my daughters were like 12 and 14 so you know they were really impressionable and my husband and I were like this solid team and you know we had some issues with my mom because she was along for the trip and had a different reality around that whole thing and so that really gave us clarity on that relationship as to how we do life differently and that was a gift as well so I, I agree with you that one, we didn't see it as a loss, Jeremy. Like, we did not see that story or that situation at all as a loss. Yeah, you you're not grieving the loss
1: of that stuff, are you? No.
0: Nope. I lost, oh, you could say I, my iPad was taken, you know, my, my phone, every, you know, like, you could say a whole heap of things. But the reality was we only gained from that trip. Um, how, to, how to deal with crises, how to create solutions, how to stay really positive and we had a beautiful trip it was awesome the rest of the trip for us was fantastic so it's kind of funny isn't it that, that they're great ideas um great uh, real life examples or you know to help people to understand yeah you can you can really you can get robbed lots of bad shit can happen or if you think it's bad shit or it could just be that it's actually brilliant and it's brilliantly orchestrated to help to design you to live your life the way you feel you want to live
1: and learn from, like you said. So something I'm quite passionate about too is collapsing time around that. Some people will just figure that out 10 or 20 years later, but what if that could be done in weeks, days, or just hours to take that situation? And I like the idea of using a cloud example. So some people say, um, look for that silver lining in the cloud. Well, what if you actually look at the other side of the cloud and it's actually, there's a whole silver side there? but we're only just looking for that little bit. What if we saw it to be an equal amount? And again, that wholeness, those two sides, two polarities, the positive and negative coming together, um, and then really seeing that whole picture. Um, so I like the idea of that, take that situation, how did that serve me in all the areas of my life until it's actually gratitude rather than loss and, and that sort of thing too.
0: Oh, ditto. Absolutely. High, high 10 on that. Me too. I am... Um... I think that problems are an adventure to discover what the gifts are. And when we feel like the, you know, problem is a negative thing, we create more blockages to actually the solutions. I find like our energy centers closed down and the actual ideas that could help drop in to actually create the solutions are blocked and they it's like you know spirit can't get in can't communicate with us we you know we're just not listening we're not interested because we're too busy making up a story about why this is so negative and why this experience is such a ne- negative experience and i think that's probably why in my life when people say oh how are you You're so busy or you've got this going on da, 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 da. and I, I just say yeah it's great like people you know i don't know they mustn't um for, for them they might think oh it's so busy you have no time to relax like no i'm relaxing all the time i Relaxed right now as we're working, so you know there's there's a different reality going on. It's not about your time so full or your you don't have any you know um, time to, to relax because you're so busy and there's so much going on. It's like no, I actually I've a lot of time to relax. And yeah, it's really awesome. So it's kind of you know what I mean. Like that's another example of how you, people could just project their story onto you, and that that's yeah. not
1: they're kind of hard. holding on to the story. That's what's going on, isn't
0: it? Yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah so um but yeah and I think you know as we were talking about wholeness before um when when you said and and I mean everything that we're talking about I think it really relates to um addiction recovery too because when when one of the things that I I think it was the words please don't I'm paraphrasing here, I'm not quoting you, but the thing that really impressed upon me when, when I was reading some of your work and hearing what you had to say about addictions was you were talking about how is this serving me from the addiction point of view, like talking about how it is actually serving a person and what its purpose is, like to, to, to bring, to teach them. Please, please expand on that for me with your words because I know I'm paraphrasing back here and I really, I really enjoy the way you say it.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'll share that teaching, um, first of all, share a little bit about the um, addictions and different sort of habits and compulsions I had. Um, so i would probably tried around 19 different types of, um, uh, different types of legal and illegal drugs and, and medications and these sort of things, um, but the purpose, well, there was always a purpose behind them, it was either to, to feel high, to get connected, to bliss out, um, to have fun with people, to enjoy sensory experiences and all these sorts of things. And I noticed that everything I was looking for from those things I actually get from a healthy source in my life now. And there's four things I noticed in almost all addiction recovery and just in people who seem to be doing, you you could say really well in life. Um, And those things are things like exercise. So specifically things like say yoga, Tai Chi and qigong, and those sort of things. Um, But certainly also things like running, swimming, dancing and that sort of thing. There's almost always an exercise component, so something to physically move and and physically engage the body. Um, Almost all people do get into some kind of spiritual work or religious work or look for something that is uh, some kind of higher purpose for them. There's not just that sense of recovering and then I'm just going to sit at home and not do anything. There's always some reason or purpose behind moving forward there as well. And then the other thing I noticed was there's a typically a service to others as well. Like how often do you hear about someone who had made a full recovery from something and then that becomes their life work to actually help someone to go and do that. So, yeah, around exercise, spirituality, service to others and having some sort of purpose. Um, so I guess we all do look for something different in any type of addiction or, or compulsion that we have. And for some people that can be an escape. For some, it could be a pleasure to get connected, um, to have a release or, or some sort of belonging. Um, it could be any of those things anymore. Um, so really, it would a first step I would recommend for anyone is to start to ask, what do I like about this addiction or what do I get from it? Start to make a bit of a list and actually look at, what am I actually looking for here? I think it's really important to take away the judgment around the behaviour. Otherwise, we feel guilty, go back to it and that's, it is that that cycle that does seem to go on and on. We think, what am I actually doing here? And then it becomes, oh, if I'm looking for belonging, connection or an escape or something like that, isn't that an act of self-love? And if we can see that behavior as an act of self-love, that becomes a huge reframe. And it's also the truth as well, because we wouldn't do anything if we weren't getting something from it. Um, so there's a few ideas kind of all rolled into one there. Um, but I think, yeah, taking away the judgment and, and the guilt and that sort of thing and just looking at it genuinely, what do I get from it? Um, what do I like about it? And then how can I get that from a healthy source in the future as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like I'm getting this image of, you know, um, you know, often we, 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 we hate our addictions. Um, we, we just want them to go away because we're like, I hate smoking. I don't want to do it anymore. Why do I want to keep smoking or we, you know, we get to a point where we're frustrated. We hate it. We don't, you know, it's like we're beating up on our addiction, you know, like there's a bit of internal DV going on. And well, I think while that internal DV is going on, you know, that kind of level of internal violence um, is, is not actually helping us to give up because it's creating an angst within our being that is actually creating an even bigger need to want to medicate uncomfortable feelings or that sort of disconnection that we're feeling. And I'm getting this image of what you're talking about as being more like saying, hey, buddy, okay, let's, let's find out more about you. Just come on, sit on down and tell me all about it. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you need? Why are you, why are you wanting this? And what's going on for you? And what are you getting out of it? And, you know, how are you really feeling? And, you know, how else can we look at functional ways to meet those needs? And it just makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, even like, logically, it to just...
1: totally <laughs> makes sense.
0: Yeah. So logical. I mean, and it is like, I know a lot of what we do on Enlightened Conversations is we talk about unity consciousness and it's like, yeah, okay. You could say like, oh, you know, we're all connected and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we are. But my feeling is, is that the unity consciousness starts within ourselves as well. And so that we learn to how our negating different components of our psyche actually creates the gaps and the... The, the, the voids that, that we and the disconnects that we feel we need to medicate as well. So the more we actually bring those in and feel whole and feel that unification within ourselves, the more we can then feel actually comfortable with other people and those parts of their personality as well that we may not have reclaimed ourselves. Do, do, you, kind of, do you kind of work with that kind of thing as well, realising that for people?
1: Yeah, totally, yes. And just as you were talking there, I thought about what if all negative thoughts, negative emotions and addictions were hanging around to bring about unity? And what if you actually included negative thoughts, negative emotions and addictions as a part of the conversation within yourself? To go, hey, negative thought or, hey, grief, hey, addiction, what are you trying to teach me right now? And to find that that higher reasoning behind it. And I wonder if it hangs around only until we find, find a higher purpose. Is that the whole point behind it? Oh, I, I think it's a big part of it.
0: I agree. And my big thing is that I always say to people, especially if they have stuff that they're doing in their lives that they're kind of labelling good, bad, you know, dark, light, right, wrong, that kind of stuff. I, I, I like to say, well, I actually believe that the darkness or those light, lower vibrational frequencies or however one, negative thoughts, what, whatever, yada, 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 they're all serving a higher purpose. So they have a job to do, like they do, I mean, to get our attention. I mean, absolutely, they have a job to do. So if that's their job, then if we can thank them for it and be grateful and, short, you know, short-circuit our way kind of to gratitude... Um, I think we bring out the best in them and then they become these like amazing components of allies. It's like, oh thank God, they got the message. Now I can get on with being creative. I'm gonna be this creative force in their lives so that they won't even know where all this creative energy came from because I'm so freaking amazing at <laughs> now that my energy's my energy's unlocked, I can actually work for them rather than against them. How awesome is that? And I think that's when we start to be able to do so much more than we ever imagined because we're We don't even know where it comes from, but it's all unlocking. Like we're unlocking um, and activating these parts that have been like suppressed. That's what I think happens.
1: Yeah, it's like a communication channel. If the communication channel is blocked, they're gonna get louder, they're gonna start screaming. And then thoughts and emotions say, well, okay, we need to team up with pain. Let's create some pain inside the body and the shoulders, the knees, the ankles, um, reflux, a migraine, and you, know, you could go on and on with the body symptoms and then, okay, then it goes, right, Well, let's just create an addiction or create something that's continual so the body will wake up or the body and mind will wake up to what's going on and this consciousness can actually come alive. And then eventually it just it keeps progressing and keeps progressing saying, well, this person needs to return to you know, wholeness, a true perspective, and needs to return to, to a loving way of being as well. Yeah. Any time that 's blocked, I think the thoughts get louder, the emotions get louder. they team up with pain and dysfunction. I want to catch those things nice and early. Um, I certainly still have plenty of negative thoughts, um, yeah, just about every negative emotion from time to time, um, but I work hard to just or not work hard, but I work to not resist it. I might let it go for a day at most and go okay yeah i don 't want to feel that tomorrow. What are you trying to teach me? Be with the emotion?" Um, and that way it doesn't need to get too loud and yeah, team up with those other yeah, dysfunctions and pain and addictions.
0: Yep. Yeah, Yeah. I, 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 feel like there's no negative emotion. It's just that sort of when they feel uncomfortable and it's because of usually that we still haven't got to the bottom of it yet. And yeah, it's yeah. getting louder and it's, yeah, it's getting louder. Um, and, um, I always, I always like to say like, when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on balance. Um, and I think that when things are out of balance, it's another sign to have a little bit of a deeper look at what needs to shift so that the balance comes back. Um, and I feel like sort of you know when we're um, as, as the more we kind of go on our journeys ourselves, and 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 we might think, of, oh, you know, got an imbalance with the, you know the positive negative ratio going on in our head or whatever. Um, I think you know those 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 times get shorter the more we um like the the more we have that intention I think to get to to the to the underlying gift of, of of a situation um or a lesson you know the blessing in the lesson so to speak um and I think that um then and this is what I've experienced is that I don't usually have a lot of um negative if you like thoughts running for, for like if I do, I, I kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get stuck on them. It, it's sort of like things shift really quickly. Like they're just like naturally, like without investigation, they're just naturally shifting over because something, I can't explain that, Jeremy, but I, I, I feel like I want to explain it because I've never had to explain it before. But it feels like, hmm, it's almost like, hmm, it's like you know hitting kind of like critical mass or something. And where you've just done it, like, you know, you've been at the gym and you've worked out a million times and, and and it was really hard in the beginning and then you get to a point and you do a class and you're not sore. You're not sore. And it's, and you push yourself as hard as you could, but you're not sore. You know, and it's like you've you've gotten to a point where you just don't feel you're, you're healthy, but you just don't feel the pain or the, or it's not hard or something. And I think that's kind of what's kicked in. I think, you know, that's really good for people to know that because... It, has, it certainly has for me. I don't have, you know, that sort of stuff. And if I, if I do have something pop up, it's awesome. It's like, yay, something's, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> oh, okay, I've got something. And it's kind of cool. And I get to, it's like, a, it's like, I'm a bit like a happy puppy dog. I go, oh, I get to explore something because there's not a lot sort of running um, there. It's just on that trajectory, which I think is really awesome. I really love being in that, it's a very creative space, when one is in the positive framework, it's very creative because there's not like the flow energetically is coming all the way through. And there's always like, I believe we, we are guided to take action, like in our daily lives, not to live in our heads. And so there's a lot of creativity and there's a lot of action and there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of fun stuff going on. So it's, 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 it's quite exciting, actually
1: yeah i liked what you said around just being curious when an emotion comes up or thinking oh that's that, that's interesting Let, let's explore that rather than it ever being a battle or an everyday thing oh high anxiety i haven't seen you for a couple of months what, what's going on how have you been and i say well this is going on in your life and, oh, yeah. thanks for reminding me about that i had been going to work and battling with computer work is a pretty common one in my environment people i know just Battling away with websites or battling away with technology and these sort of things. Oh, you're reminding me I need to go and put my feet in the sand. Thank yeah. you, anxiety. My God, <laughs> where have you yeah. been? Yeah, so I, love it. <laughs> I think it just comes in. That's like a nice little simple reminder. If we've been battling away with the computer and we're just not feeling grounded, the anxiety comes in to say, Hey, Jeremy, get outside and go and get grounded. And that's kind of the purpose behind it. Yeah. But something I have a look at too is that. Every emotion is a lie. Now, I'd take love, gratitude, inspiration, enthusiasm, and maybe a couple of others out of that. But if I have anger, um, it's not, never the whole truth. So I'd look at, I'm angry at someone because I'm not seeing where well, I've done the same, so seeing the reflection, or, and seeing how it actually benefits me as well. Um, also, too, if I am, and this is the one a lot of people will have trouble with, if I'm happy... I'm also seeing, not seeing how that thing or that person is not serving my life. So if I'm really happy going out on a date, perhaps, um, maybe that person was having a negative impact on my health because I drank some alcohol, stayed up really late. If I went out dancing, maybe I had really sore feet the next day. So there was happiness there, but there was also the other side. Yeah. I think it's important too with the, the joyful things and the, the painful things to see the opposite side there.
0: Because then, because yeah, I worked a lot with, um, in my counseling practice when I had that, um, I worked a lot with multi-addictions and one of the clientele that I got a lot of, not, no surprises, because I'd been through it myself, was a lot of clients who had been in relationships where they were actually dependent on and love addicted to the person um, in, a, in, a, in a, a dependent way. and um, you know, And often that can feel really good you know, that can feel awesome. i are feeling
1: really good. They're amazing. They treat me so well. I'm really, yeah. really, really in love with them. I yeah. think when you get the really, really, really is, it's an overcompensation for the part they're denying. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you mentioned, the balance is important. And it's probably important to love people for how they really are, not for the fantasy. Because the fantasy will always be cracked by the truth.
0: Yes. And I, 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 I guess a good little barometer. I would say, would be, you know, in, in that situation. Because there's always a honeymoon period of, of a relationship in that style of relationship, you know, where, where the person actually sees the best in you and you see the best in them and blah, blah, So what I would say to the person is, um, does that person see the best in you? And they're like, oh, yes, absolutely. You know, they love me and they're just doing all these things. And, you know, yeah. And I'd say, okay, well, and so what are you doing with all that energy and for yourself? Like how is that anchoring you into your purpose? How is that anchoring you into your life? How is that helping your light to shine? And how are you work? How are you doing that in your world? Um, what form is that taking? Um, otherwise, it can be like this oceanic experience that just covers up their purpose, what they're here for, and, and it can be a medicator Um and they don't realise that. And I've known people who can be in those relationships for very long periods of time and they and then something happens and it may well be the person cheats on them or whatever it is. And then they're completely lost. Like they don't know who they are. They they or they or they you know, the other person that they're with stops to worship the ground they're walking on and give them everything they want. And they start to become grumbly and and in, in pain and feel that abandoned pain and you know that kind of stuff, and they don't know what to do. And so I would say that the antidote to yeah, like you're saying, have a really good look, um, and and have a really good explore of those really positive feelings that you're feeling. And if they're true, it will reconnect you back to your purpose. It will reconnect you to why you're here, what you're here for, and it will you, it will help you know who more of who you are, not less of who you are, because someone says that. You know, it's like well, yeah, but.
1: Where am I? Do I feel that connection as well, you know? Mm, totally, yes. You're one of my, my best friends um, who I'm also in business with as well. And we've got an online program together, have a lot of fun, play games. Um, parents have a lake, so we're down there swimming. And um, yeah, there's always like nice food and mangoes and vegan sausage rolls everywhere. And it's just like, it's always a... Um, yeah, always having good times there. But there's also the opposite side being a personal trainer he often causes me pain, makes me work out, can be stubborn like myself. And just to say, yeah, cool, there's there's the two sides there. There's the times where there's there's joy together, but um, also the opposite side. If we were um, liking someone because they were really, really beautiful, then that might attract attention that we didn't want them to get sometimes. Or they might take longer to get ready in some of these sort of things. Or if there was someone who was really intelligent, we might think, oh, they can be annoying sometimes because they know it all or there's nothing new to discover. So just to look at that opposite side and, yeah, we can love people for who they really are if we can see both sides and yeah, not just the pretend side that, um, yeah, can tend to, tend to cause some of that dependency.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's, um, it helps you become really conscious of why you're connecting with somebody and what you're getting from it and how they're serving you and how their relationship is serving you to be more conscious of who you are and, and connected to who you are as well. I think that's awesome. because I think that relationships, like, I think that they help us to expand, you know? So, um, you know, like you might have a relationship with someone and it might look like a really crap relationship, but if you actually have a, have a really good look at it, you know, in the past and you've moved on from it, but just if you if you look at how it served you, it could have really helped you to expand into more of who you are by, but yeah, like we were saying before, like not providing the thing that you, you know, the good, good, the good feelings or whatever that you want. And, and it's like, you go, oh, that's what I want to create. And so it can expand you to take responsibility to do that. Um, And also um, I think, yeah, the good, the good ones can help us expand too. Like not, Good, bad, right, wrong, but the ones that we feel we're we're in, like I'm, I, I feel I'm currently in, where I just feel like we're always like, um, yeah, like we. It's almost like you can see. This is probably the best way to say it. You can see what a person's capable of, and their infinite potential, and you're excited when they when they hit it. You know, when they when they hit it, you you, you sort of like you know the ghost the Ghostbusters ding 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 bell and we got one. You like we you know you've really you know you're, you're able to really celebrate it with them, and you know um, yeah the the reality of who they are becomes more real and tangible and you, and and you get excited about it. I think that that's an awesome part of being in relationships that are healthy too.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you're talking about relationships that lead to evolution and actually serve a purpose rather than just, say, that romantic love on its own. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, totally. I,
1: I had actually realised just a few weeks ago that I'd been trying to recreate the romantic love I'd had seven years ago for the last seven years. I was still trying to recreate that feeling rather than, say... Um, yeah, having relationships with a purpose or building partnerships and even just having girls that were friendly because I was always just thinking, oh, quick opportunity, take action, try and recreate this feeling, try and recreate this this type of relationship. This is something I've only just done really recently and it's the thing I look at again with yeah, all my habits and with relationships and with everything I do at work now. I just look at well, what's the purpose behind it. Is it increasing my health, my awareness, my... My relationships, my finances, is it increasing those things in my life or is it decreasing just adding more of those things that do serve that that higher purpose?
0: Yeah, that's great. I like that. And and when you really allow yourself to feel into that, you get a really good reality check on the relationships, don't you? That's like, hard. <laughs> can be joyful though, because you know well, I I know that if you're looking if you're looking for that. And you're going to create that. So, you know, um, someone like myself, you know, um, if I know I'm meeting all my needs and I'm I'm really happy with me and I'm um, in that space of completion and completeness and joy and then someone comes along and they are too and they're not looking for me to fill their needs or their, you know, I mean, even in work relationships, I get this too. I get the vibes when I'm working with people because you can have the same kind of dynamics set up in work relationships where, you know, someone's kind of coming in and they're expecting something from you rather than they're bringing their whole complete self to the table, like this, this works everywhere you can actually feel it energetically. It's like, yeah, I get excited and I wanna work and collaborate with people who bring all themselves to the table. Cause it's like, yeah, cause they're not like, oh, you know, someone's gonna take from me. And uh, you know, like they're just, I think you, they don't, they don't even, in, that's not even in their radar. They're just going, no one can take anything from me, sweetheart. Cause I give, I give me everything. You know, it's, it's, it's just such a different energy. And I think it's the key to you know what you say yes to in relationship in romantic relationship and i think it's the key to what you say yes to in business as well because you always want i think you always want to work with people that bring more to the table because of who they are not expecting what can i get from this and you know and what are they expecting and all that it's just all toxic crap i think um that we a story that we've created for ourselves they can't give you anything actually they're just them you're just you but together guess what you can make magic because spirit i believe brings out the best in us when we believe that we're enough and when we when, and when we believe the other person's enough too and then we can see where that, where that actually it's like a flower can grow out of that
1: yeah that would makes a lot of sense yeah
0: yeah. So I'm curious about you and your adventures to South Africa. Where are you going? How are you going for? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I was slightly worried you'd ask me that because I don't know the names of the countries I'm going to, right. which is kind of how I travel. When That's I went cool. to Egypt three years ago, uh, I didn't bother looking at any of the pictures, anywhere we were going, didn't know research. That so was all just kind of a fresh experience. I've looked at a couple of little maps and pictures this time. I think it's. Namibia, well certainly South Africa, Namibia, the one next to it to the left and possibly Zimbabwe. Yeah, definitely Zimbabwe, Namibia, the one to the left of Namibia and South Africa. So I'm going with Adrian Hanks, um, who's a friend of mine and also is one of the other coaches um, on Super Dads Online that I've got with Jared Lestrange. Um, So I've known him for about seven years and actually met him at the very first um, personal development seminar I ever did in Brisbane. Um, which is kind of a, a really interesting thing. Yeah, travelling over there, um, going to places where there's not just, you know, dozens or hundreds of elephants, but I think there's thousands. And there was one situation where a lady looked out of her glass um, the glass door, um, looking out at night, and there's a hyena just staring back at her. So definitely right out into the wild.
0: So is that sort of a adventure holiday for communing with nature. Is, I mean, is that the intention, like the, the whole experience of being in that kind of African jungle and all of that stuff?
1: Yeah, it is a spiritual and, and connection type tour. Um so there little be little rituals and things we do along the way. Um, but, yeah, also I just love being out in the, the wilderness, out under the stars at night, just just put me there, yeah.
0: I'm um, jelly. I'm jelly. <laughs> I want to go to South. But I've got plenty
1: of work to do in the next um, six months. Together.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, it sounds like fun. Um, I'm going to dates in June, so I'm I'm looking forward to that adventure. I'm going to see the Grand Canyon and Niagara Falls and meet a whole heap of people that. Um, I've not met before that I have met before, met, you know, virtually. Um, so it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that too. It, it, you know, it's funny when, when I ask you oh, why you're going and I guess because, you know, um, I, I, I see travel as so many l- layers of different things, Jeremy, like, you know, there's the whole... Yeah, nature thing, of course, you know, obviously you're going to be around animals, amazing, amazing, amazing. Grand Canyon, Nova Falls, like, wow. But then there's that whole sort of like, um, you know, creating a space for whatever wants to present itself because we're not perhaps, like, we don't have our schedule full and whatnot with work and things like that. And just kind of creating that sort of invitation, a bit like this conversation where you're just, you know, creating an hour to say what wants to come through. And I think that's pretty awesome when we can do that, like just create the space for that and see travel as an opportunity to do that as well.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a a highly planned person. Uh, I thought about just a couple of nights ago, um, when was the last time I was truly out of control? And there's some times when I'm a little bit out of control, but yeah, when was I? I don't mean in kind of a crazy way, but when was I just cut loose and not this, yeah, structured person.
0: Nice, good questions, so, Jeremy. I
1: like it. I think that's something. Um, yeah, seeking more of get out of the little box. Oh, not the little box, but get out of that box that's appeared somewhat in the, the last few months as well.
0: Awesome. I can relate to that. I think yeah, that's that balance thing again. You know, and um, and yeah, yeah. That, that's that's cool. And and. Yeah, it, it's it's like the 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 um the structure. I, I love structure, by the way. I'm a Torian, I'm a planner. I'm a freaking spreadsheet person. You know, like give me a spreadsheet, and I'll create a spreadsheet on a spreadsheet because I'm a spreadsheet. person. Uh, we'll, you know we'll get I mean?
1: along. We're both are uh, both Earth signs. I'm a
0: Capricorn. So so yeah, I'm so I'm a Taurus. Like I'm just like yeah, let's get organised, blah, blah. But then it's like yeah, you, you know, I actually have had to plan time that is just blobby time no 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 particular thing type and I think that that for me is really awesome because then that allows me to 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 just yeah breathe creates that space to invite whatever needs to happen to happen and then to yeah just to yeah what you just said before which was that sort of you know, throw it, get out the box, get out of the schedule and just let whatever's going to happen, happen. Love
1: that. I know I'll definitely get that in Africa. I will have very little control over who does anything and what happens, yeah. Okay.
0: So is well, Adrian, yeah. Adrian Hanks the... Is that the guy that you're going with, Adrian Hanks as well? That's
1: right. Yeah, he's he's organising and running the, um, the whole tour, yeah.
0: I think I met him. Um, I think if it's the same Adrian Hanks was at... Um, did he used to be on Soul TV at all? Do
1: you know? Probably. He's in a lot of those circles. Okay. Um, so he's it's the got- guy <laughs> has, he, he has the Blue Ren Foundation now, helping men, um, like, prevent you know, being a domestic violence type person. Oh, and just goodness. in having more conscious relationships, conscious parenting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super cool guy. Really, really holds that masculine energy. Does
0: he wear hats?
1: Yeah. He wears the hat so people will remember him coincidentally.
0: Oh, my God. That is so cool because, yeah, I'm much more of a face person than a name person. So I'm sure I'll get better at the name thing, but I'm just that person I can see the face, but the name. Um, but, um, yeah, so cool. Oh, that's great that you're going with him. I think that that's awesome. He's lovely. I I met him at Conscious Life Festival in 2015. And I know I was on Soul TV and he used to be on Soul TV, but we weren't on Soul TV at the same time. So we kind of, um, kind of knew of each other. And then we had our stalls kind of not next to each other, but just kind of across the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really lovely to connect and meet him. And he's, he's got a great energy about him. And it's great to hear the work that that he's doing around the DV for men too. I think that's really important. I've had, um, you know, a lot of guests on that are really passionate about the DV and helping support women and things like that. I I just love to hear that there's work for men too, because this is a really, it's a universal issue. So it's great to have those services and support as well. So that men are assisted um, as well. Like it's, everywhere. So why shouldn't
1: we have those things? And I think we could take that formula we were using before around what is the positive intention, say, for the man in what he's actually trying to achieve if being physically or emotionally violent. What is it actually looking to get? Is it to be heard, to be understood, to control spending or to get healthier, whatever it is? And even from the woman's point of view, is any time we're criticised, bullied or attacked, is someone trying to get us to step up in some part of our life? Is someone trying to re-empower us in some way? Not saying that it's ever a legitimate thing for a guy or anyone to do a violent thing, but is that the energy behind it? Is it to try and get us to step up, to re-energise or to re-empower ourselves and um, to to grow in some way, really?
0: Yeah, I like that because, um, you know, my view on, like anybody who's in a situation whether in a DB situation is that they need to have that experience of the person abusing them so that they learn how they can stop abusing themselves. The person in the relationship is simply a mirror of a projection of a disowned part of the person's self that they're not actually taking responsibility for. So then when they actually have a conversation internally with the part of themselves that, has actually been abusing them or abandoning them or neglecting them in any way, shape or form, and they start to actually own that and start to recognise that within themselves and start to heal that, then they don't have a need for a DV relationship or attract a partner like that, or are they attracted to a relationship? Mm, Yes. So the mechanics internally completely shift the external reality. And so I'm very passionate about that. It's like, it's so easy to blame the person who might be the DV offender. The reality reality is if, if we've, you know, created all our experiences, then surely we need to face that which we need to reclaim and transform ourselves so that we can then re- have, it, have those relationships that we actually want, that we want. We want really good relationships, like, you, you know, you're saying it's like that want to build us up and we want to have those. And so let's start, let's doing that, like let's really start doing that work for ourselves so that we can create that.
1: Ah, so we can't transcend ourselves until we get over ourselves yeah. or get past the self that we're denying. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I think that's, uh, for me that's a big one because I'm not, I'm not big on victim stuff. Like I just don't think any of us are a victim. Even if we've been abused, um, we're still not victims. We're still able to say, why did I need to have that experience so that I could learn to do something now to empower myself in the here and now in the present moment, that's all that exists. Let's do this, you know, not sit in blame of what just happened or what I'm creating for myself either, but just say, well, what am I doing about it? What am I, what do I need to strengthen within me so that I don't need this experience anymore? And often what I find is when you're working with on that level, it's a funny things happen. It's like the person that might be abusing you actually starts to shift and change and starts to crack open and have transformation and go, what the hell am I doing? Because they don't, the person that they're with is, doesn't have a need for them to be doing that anymore. So then they start to change. And then we have this big sort of relationship, resurrection, if you like, <laughs> where, where no one needs to do that to each other anymore and they don't, they don't even want to think about doing that to each other anymore because that's just superfluous um, and they want to do something way different. And so there's massive transformation available when we work like that, I believe.
1: I always wondered when I first examined all this work, this was probably like 10 years ago, and I thought, how come, say, the doormat type person or the people pleaser isn't being swarmed with love and affection and respect. Yet the assertive one, um, and who is, or aggressive, or sometimes aggressive, who is overly direct and just doesn't take anything except what they want, seems to get respect even when they're taking from people. Now we could use some politicians as some good examples of that. People keep giving them attention, keep giving them respect. But the people who say if someone was to keep giving me everything, I tend to think, well, maybe they're not being authentic. And maybe that's again what the the messenger, like their emotions or the bully, is trying to wake them up to. And if we could see perhaps, yeah, even the bully, the thoughts, the emotions, the addictions as a messenger just to wake us up to some part of life, I mean that could be another a great way to expand seeing things as a reflection as well.
0: I love that. Jeremy, that
1: is Is that awesome. a reflection? Is that a reflection? Oh, ah, yeah. how can I use that to reempower
0: myself? Beautiful, beautiful words my friend, beautiful words. So we can we at the end I can't believe the um hours gone by so quickly. Um, please let people know what's coming up quickly, where they can find you and that kind of stuff, your website or your social media, whatever you prefer, it's totally your call.
1: Yeah, yeah. So people can reach me at um, inspirehypnotherapy.com. And if you're a dad or if you know of a, a dad who wants to be a better dad or a super dad, um, on Superfamilies uh, might be .com.au. that's where you'll find a program run by myself, um, Jared Lestrange, Adrian Hanks and our financial character, Wendy Lane. And that's where we help dads with relationships and with health, um, with conscious parenting. I help with the addiction habits and stress side of things, and we give dads this all-round place where they can just, um, yeah, get their superpowers and get, and get to be that super dad. Um, so if you are a dad or know of one, um, yeah, certainly send them along to that. Um, we've got a free online community as well as there's obviously the, the paid program as well. Um, but, yeah, we're to, I guess, to help as many people as possible. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really have gotten a lot of, out of our conversation today i really appreciate you sharing all your wisdom and techniques and things that you you know that really have helped you and sharing your soul bearing your soul to us because it's great we, we all learn from each other and um you know and it's good to keep it real i'm, I'm big on that so I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to do that Jeremy thank you so much for joining me well,
1: thank you as well thanks for opening up the stacks